morning, everybody. Um, I am just going to read my story because I'm an emotional person, and if I try to say it from my heart, I will jumble it and cry. So, um, my name is Casey Jensen. This is my story that I've affectionately named, Thank God for 500 Chances. I'm a simple sinner who's full of God's grace and forgiveness daily, and this is how God is working in my life. I became a Christian when I was 11 years old. And from Mount Eden, um, I went to a small community church out there. I grew up in a loving home. My parents loved Jesus. They've always taken me to church. And I really just grew up knowing I was loved. Um, I grew up with this dream of when I grow up, I'm going to be a wife and a mom and a nurse. I'm going to raise my kids in a Christian home. And I just wanted this fairy tale happy life. I got married at 19 to my first love. I had my daughter, Bella, at 21. I finished nursing school. And then my first real life, life is not going to go as you've planned, came. I got divorced from Bella's dad when I was 23. This didn't really bring me any closer at that time to my faith. I never lost my faith, but I did the single lady thing for a while. I did a lot of dating, no praying or purpose-driven during that time, and I just kind of muddled through life. I was always in church. I always had my daughter in church. Christianity was always a thing for me in sharing, but I didn't always live up to that in my actions. During this time, one of my childhood's best friend's son was diagnosed with brain cancer at six years old. He was one of Bella's best friends, and we stepped in as a support to her at that time. Her home became our second home. We spent many nights holding on to him at, at home and at the hospital holding on to her twins, praying with her, and going with them with Jesus, but I was never completely giving up to his plan for my life. Remission happened for Blake, and we were so excited, and then relapse happened. And this was after the time I met Kevin. In the beginning of 2014, I was introduced by a sweet someone to a man named Kevin Long. It was an immediate connection. He was the first boyfriend, really since my ex-husband, that I'd had meaningful discussions with about Christ. We move fast, but you do that when you're in love. And last Wednesday marks four years since our accident. In August of that year, a truck ran through my home while we were asleep. Kevin was killed instantly. And it was only by God's grace and him not being done with me on this earth and whatever that means for his kingdom that I'm here today. I survived with only a fractured sternum, two spinal fractures, bruised lungs, a 12-week stent, and a back brace, and a faith that wasn't gone, never gone, but wasn't running as fast, or was running as fast as she could to some wrong things and only to some Jesus. I was mad at Jesus. I didn't know why or want to accept that this had happened to me or that it had happened to Kevin. I didn't know what was going to happen in my life. This was a long battle for me. Thank God for my daughter. She was what kept me going through it while I was doing this soul searching. It did lead me to questioning more for life. I made the decision the next year to leave my home church that I didn't feel like I was growing at and come to Christ's community. But I also struggled with my next steps and what that looked like for me. I started to say as busy as I could with life, and then I interrupted my pulling closer to Jesus. I worked seven days a week, and between being a single mom, being a nurse, and going back to nurse practitioner school, this became my new life. I was lonely. I got into a couple more relationships, one very serious, that I didn't talk to God about. Loneliness is still a struggle in my story. This took me further from the life with Jesus that I desperately needed and that he patiently waited for me for. During this time, my pseudo-nephew also lost his courageous battle with cancer the year after the accident. I was broken down at this point, but I spent the last nights of his life with him at their home. I listened to his lung sounds as they 
began to feel, and I called his time of death as he went to go be with Jesus. Even after two such debilitating things in my life, I didn't lose faith, but I didn't run closer to him for a while. I'd like to share a couple things from a book by John Piper called When the Darkness Will Not Lift. He says, It will be of great advantage to the struggling Christian to remember that seasons of darkness are normal in the Christian life. I don't mean that we shouldn't try to live above them. I mean that if we do not succeed, we are not lost. We are not alone as the fragment of our faith cleaves to Christ. He says to consider the experience of David in Psalms 40, 1 through 3, which I'll read. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and he heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of my destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. He goes on to say that only God knows how long we must wait, but we shouldn't make peace with our darkness, even though that's, it's okay to be in the darkness at times, but we should always fight for joy. We are, no, we are to know that we are saved by grace and always held by Christ. I'm happy to say that now, as he always has been, God is working in my life. I've been getting out of my comfort zone and going for it. I'm discussing missions, being blessed by every Love Shelbyville day, serving, saying yes when asked. I've written a letter of forgiveness to the man who was in the accident, as well as apologizing to those who have wronged along the way. And today, by sharing my story, I'm hoping to make a difference in hope for even one person. God puts and takes people in and out of our lives for a reason. He allows us to go through things at times to draw us closer to him. The saying that God won't give us more than we can handle should really be God won't give us more than we can handle by relying on him. And because of this, I'm so excited to see the next steps that he has for my life, as well as for my daughters to glorify his kingdom. I want to share a last verse that I've clung to since the accident. Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and future. God bless.